This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. So over the weekend, a group of Calgary leaders banded together to express their frustration at the reduction of the Green Line LRT route and concern about the rising cost. Uh, and that includes our guest. Uh, Michelle Rempel is the uh, conservative MP for Calgary Nose Hill. Michelle, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, okay, so a lot of questions to, to explore here. But first, I guess we should note that, of course, uh, you were in government. You were part of this a couple of years ago, and the announcement was made to support the original LRT project. So what's changed since then? Well, the understanding that I had at the time of the announcement, uh, so the federal funds that were announced at that point in time were one point over $1.5 billion, which constitutes the largest uh, infrastructure investment from the federal government in Calgary's history, was that the line would be built, and it would be built out um, as one project from North Point down to Seton. And the purpose behind this was that we know, especially when you look at the ridership numbers in north-central Calgary, that's one of the highest transit ridership in the area. I mean, this is my riding, um, People need higher access to public transportation. The LRT was a real future-focused investment because there's continued development on the north end of the city. Similar problem in the southeast of of Calgary. And so now we're hearing that the LRT is only going to go to 16th Avenue. Uh, It's not going to make it down to Seton. It's not even going to come close to there. And I guess the real kicker for me is that the price tag is not half the price tag has actually increased so um you look I've, i know i've been accused of thinking that math is hard in the past but uh, <laughs> this math doesn't quite add up and uh, my constituents are furious people are just absolutely furious that there's been really no discussion i mean my community associations in the north have been under the impression basically up until this announcement on Thursday, they were being consulted as if the line was going up north, and it's not. So the question here is just, you know, pardon my French, but what the hell happened? I, I think that that's a pretty pretty reasonable question at this juncture. It is. Well, and, and look, let's talk about why, you, you know, th- this is certainly with, within your realm to speak out about, because obviously, look, city council's dealing with this, but the feds are a partner. You represent right. people affected by this. Talk about why you feel it's important to speak out. Uh, because this isn't chump change. This is a significant amount of taxpayer dollars. And it's interesting, if you read the media reports from Thursday and Friday, the first thing out of advocacy groups and certain city councillors were, we need to ask for more money. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people in Calgary who have seen their property taxes increase, a carbon tax imposed on them, federal tax increases come in the last year, as well as our economy consider take a, you know, a, a serious decline, are going, okay, hold up. We're spending five, there's a $5 billion announcement here. Um, we're shortening the line by half, and now you're asking us for more tax dollars for this? I mean, come on. Um, I don't know. This is just, it, to me, like, I think that this is going to be spun as well. This is the only way, and this is the only way that we can do things, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've looked at the spin in the last 24 hours, and I, I mean, I, I, I just can't buy this. I, I I don't. I have no idea what happened, but I, I know at, at this juncture, the first thing that needs to happen before we start going to ask for more money for <laughs> a train that may never be built, I don't even think they've talked about operating costs yet, Rob, mm-hmm. is, is what happened here. How did we get to this point? Is this the only way? And if so, what's the cost behind it? I, I just, I, 
look, you asked me why is it important for me to speak out. It is my job to ask tough questions and be a strong voice for my community. And my community is really furious about this. And it's not just me. I think all, all, all Calgarians that are being asked to foot the bill for this should be going, what happened? Like, this is a, this, a shovel hasn't even hit the ground. So I think people are furious. Well, okay, the, the notion that this is going to be done in stages, they're trying to imply that eventually it will get to these areas. So putting aside cause for a moment, what, what do we make then of the timeline and the notion that we're, we're splitting this up, but it's still going to get done? You know, if you talk to my tol- colleague, Tom Kimak, who is the MP for the, the Southeast, essentially, his writing's called Shepherd, mm-hmm. uh, he makes the point that, you know, people were buying houses in that part of the city, you know, under the assumption that the LRT was going to reach them in 2024. Now we don't even have a timeline for that component under this proposed plan. There's no timeline. So people are saying, well, it's going to be phased out. That's, that is spin. That is spin in the highest order because there is no, like, let me be perfectly clear. What's on the table here? There is no firm plan to build those parts of the line out. So the green line has really been, if this plan is accepted, uh, you know, I know the council is deliberating it right now, the green line is no longer the green line. It's a gutted green line. And there is no plan to build it out to those far ends of the community. Like, I, not that I've seen. Um, and I, you know, I, I think people should also be asking, like, how did, how did we get half the project and the cost actually increase? You know, I, I was talking to one city councilor, and they're saying, okay, well, where are we at with operating costs? So, like, yeah. Usually you see, you know, cost balloon. There, there's some contingency that you build and whatnot. After a project started, we, we, we haven't even put a shovel in the ground yet. Um, I, I don't know. This just is, I'm so disappointed because this was a project that I advocated for for yeah. years. Um, the community was so involved in this. And just to sort of have this unilateral decision where it's kind of like, oh, there's no other way that we can do this. And, you know, we just... Oh, just too bad, and nobody's going to riot. You know what? People should be absolutely pissed off about this. This is, I, I can't even, I can't even. And so, you know, for me, this is exactly what my job is, and I'm sure I'm not going to make people, um, some people on city council, happy by taking a strong stance on this. But, you know, I had one city councillor, I read his quote in the newspaper, and it was, this is a fabulous start. This is not a fabulous start. Come on. You're, you, you've got half the, half the line. The, uh, you know, the cost has increased. We haven't talked about operating costs yet, and this is a fabulous start. No, it's not. And Calgarians need to ask these questions. Okay, but the explanation last week from the mayor was that the cost is increased because uh, of decisions made by city council regarding uh, the routing of this line and tunneling and, and these kinds of decisions that increase the cost. So, I mean, does that answer the question, do you think? Well, I think the question is, is that the only way, you know? I how, how do we get to this point? Why, why, why was the city, why did the city change the scope so much from the original estimates that were funded back or, or agreed to be funded in 2015? I, I mean, that, this isn't like a minor change. That's a significant change. Like, oops, we forgot a tunnel is, is sort of a, a big deal, right? I, I, I just, I think the city and, and all taxpayers in Canada need to understand if this is the actual only way to do things. I mean, the questions, if I was a city councillor right now, I'd be asking is, okay, is this the only way to do it? Um, is this the best way to do it? What are we managing to? Are we managing to getting the line out to, um, out to the far reaches of the city where the ridership is the highest? Or are we managing to other metrics, other unknown metrics that the city hasn't been able to articulate yet? How many stops do we really need? 
I mean, you know, my, one of my community association presidents, uh, Leah from the Northern Hills Community Association, she made a quote. Uh, she, she, she had a quote in one of the articles that basically said, like, do we need all the bells and whistles? I mean, I mean those aren't popular questions to ask when you've got deliverology consultants uh, building out project plans and looking at complicated construction plans over years, but it's questions that we should ask. I mean, this is $5 billion with a B. Uh, like, I don't I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just incredulous. Right. I, do, do you think I, in, I don't know? I understand. In in hindsight, was was the decision to to fund this at the time was was it giving Calgary City Council the benefit of the doubt? Would it have made more sense to get some more assurances about what the plan was before signing on to it? Well, that's you know your impl- the implication in your question there is that Calgary City Council can't doesn't have its act together when it's asking for funds to begin with. So I think Calgary City Council has to be very careful about saying, oh, well, you know, the federal government should have, uh, you know, looked at X, Y, or Z, because they need to go to the province and ask for money. And if they're making the argument that they didn't have their act together when they made a $1.5 billion ask to the federal government, if I was Rachel Notley, I'd be going, hold up here. Um, so I, I think trying to point the blame that way is mm-hmm. very short-sighted, and is I don't think anyone's going to buy that. I mean, I... I that's crazy. So what do we do now? I mean, are we kind of stuck here? Because if we take the time to go back and maybe undo some of these changes, uh, where, where does that leave us? Or do you think it's not too late for that? I hope not. Uh, I, I think that that's a question for city council. Uh, how we got to this point, so if we're not repeating this again, repeating the same process in a, you know, and wasting more time, I think is very important. Um, and then I absolutely think that the, the city should be accountable for explaining other options or looking at other options on whether or not uh, we can proceed and still get the train up to the places where it was intended to go uh, without saying, oh, you know what, maybe in 50 years or what, whatever time frame they're going to use, uh, we're going to ask for more money from the federal government. Uh, that's certainly, I, I don't know, I think if, if I was, in business, that's and I was making an investment. That seems like a pretty logical question to ask, um, and I certainly hope that you know colleagues that are in city council this afternoon are asking that. Like, I mean, it, the audacity of saying, "Okay, well, we expect our federal representatives to go and ask for more money," when those questions uh, are unanswered. I mean, what kind of a federal representative would I be if I didn't ask for them and just say, yeah, okay, I'm just going to go ask for more money right. uh, to go into a process that clearly was not transparent. Uh, about looking at either what we're managing to or, or, or the true cost. I just, you know, it's one of those things you have to be angry about because this, like, this isn't a minor issue. Uh, you know, this isn't a minor escalation of cost without a reduction of scope. This is an entire change, and it affects the whole city. Like, this, is, this was supposed to be a transformational project for transit in Calgary. It was supposed to get cars off the road. It was supposed to be an environmental outcome as well as a, you know, improved quality of life outcome for the city. And that's not being what's being proposed today by any stretch. And people need to be held accountable for that. Yeah, I think so. Michelle, we'll leave it there. I appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for this. Thank you. All right. That's Michelle Rempel, Calgary, uh, cons- well, conservative MP, Calgary Knows Hill. Uh, who's got some frustration about what's happening. I think she speaks for a lot of Calgarians. What do you make of this? 403-974-8255. I think the ultimate goal is to have the complete 46-kilometer green line. But as Michelle says, we, we really don't know. We're looking at about nine years from now before we get trains running on the first segment. That's 20 kilometers.
and we're at $4.65 billion for that. The original price tag for the entire Green Line was supposed to be $4.5 billion. So, yeah, that, that is a, a question to ask. Well, how did that happen? So, story here from Post Media. It says, Marin Ahednenshi told reporters the gigantic discrepancy in cost is because of the design choices council made, including a tunnel under the Bow River. He says, quote, I think what a lot of people didn't understand is that the whole project is not only so expensive, it's so big that it's many, many, many years of construction. Is that a satisfactory explanation to you? How much of this has to do as well with, with steering the Green Line in the direction of Victoria Park uh, and tying that in with potentially a new arena there or potentially even a 2026 Winter Olympic bid? All right, 403-974-8255. Back with more right after this. Welcome back. Uh, you could certainly be forgiven, especially if you live in uh, these areas in the north or in the southeast. You were told that the Green Line's uh, going to run to your community. Will that ever happen? And for everybody else, too, to say, well, if that ever happens, what are we talking about in terms of a total cost? So we were told initially this entire line, right from the top of the city, right to the bottom, would be $4.5 billion. We're doing about half of that, and already the price tag's higher than that. Let's go to the phones. Your thoughts. Darwin, good afternoon. Hi. Uh, I think city councillors and the city engineers are the most clueless and confident batch ever. The first rule of trains is do not make them climb elevations. The maintenance cost on the trains going under the bow is going to be 10 times normal. And the trains themselves should have been, should go over top to decrease that elevation. So that going under the bow just makes it a steeper hill and more money, unbelievable amounts more money. Mm -hmm. I, I reference to Stony Trail. Who builds a $250 million overpass at Stony Trail and 114th and then sticks lights on? The purpose of an overpass is to flow traffic. The same thing Glenmore, the new exchange. That thing's going to have 12 lights on it. They do not have a clue on how to engineer and design anything. And this is a perfect example of gross expense and incompetence. Yeah, well said, Darwin. Appreciate the phone call. It's certainly frustrating. Let's see what Yale has to say. Yale, go ahead. Hi there. Yeah. Um, we had commercial property in Ramsey right on 11th Street. Okay. And also uh, in Inglewood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two motorcycles. We still have a motorcycle dealership and a restaurant, and we just sold one property on 11th Street. And we're at many of the um, planning meetings, or, and I was amazed of, with all their planning, this thing being around for so long, how little prepared they were. Um, they, when they first started talking a couple of years ago, they had planned on going down 11th Street and basically destroying all the businesses on 11th Street. Then they decided to go east of 11th Street behind the, uh, along the rail- railway tracks through our, our lobbying. But we, they probably had in the last three years, 10, 12 meetings with hundreds of people. And the printing that they would do at each meeting was totally different from the printing before of the planning. And it is, it was as a businessman, I'm going, you know, poor preparation is insane, is running rampant there. Well, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. Obviously, business owners are going to be impacted by this. They want to know what's going on. 
And so, like he says, you would think you're going to these meetings, you're going to talk to these city officials, they're going to know what's happening, they can give you some answers. You get there and they don't know what the heck's going on. That does not fill one with confidence, does it? Listen, we got to take another quick break here. We'll come back some uh, some more thoughts on this. We'll set up our next hour for you as well. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.